submit a story, topic, or have any other inquiries, please email submit at skibanewsnation.com. Also, you can email Jeremiah Skiba personally at jeremiah at skibanewsnation.com. Also, email Jake personally at jake at skibanewsnation.com. If you want to write us a letter, send us something, help support us, or just say hi, please send your letter to Jeremiah Skiba, P.O. Box 560-271, The Colony, Texas 75056. If you write us a letter, I'll do my best to write you back. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, subscribe, and click that notification bell so you never miss an episode of Skiba News Nation. If you want to help support us, please consider becoming a Patreon where you will get exclusive content, shoutouts, and much more. And you can also support our channel by getting yourself some new Skiba News Nation merch. Thank you for coming on this journey with us as we continue to stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Skiba News Nation. Also, you can listen to Skiba News Nation podcasts on your favorite podcast platform. what it costs. I want to know what the truth is. And I hope that people, my son, anybody, if my name comes up, whether you like me, whether you agree with me or not, at least you can respect the fact that he's on a quest for truth. He's on a quest for truth. Welcome to Skiba News Nation. Bringing you unfiltered views, news, interviews, discussions, and more. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Skiba, award-winning musician and son of Rob Skiba. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, welcome to episode 66 of Skiba News Nation, your weekly source of the latest news, controversial topics, conspiracies, forgotten history, and much more. I'm your host, Jeremiah Skiba, and today we're going to be talking about Never Forget the Craziness of 2020, Agricultural War, The Rothschild Slip-Up, Israel Security, Middle East Abyss, Red Dawn Predicts Israeli Attacks, paper cup poisoning, an all new Opus Corner, and for history we're going to be doing a deep dive into who really controls the mainstream media and George Carlin on germs. Memes and much more, so subscribe and stay tuned. So without further ado, in the same, uh, what, what would you call it, in the same place, my great co-host Jake Grant. Welcome Jake. We're both in the same, Hello. it's live this time man. I, uh, I'm glad to get to be on a regular Skiba News Nation show with you over the past week. We've had specials, we've had conference compilations, and now finally this Friday we're back to our regular scheduled programming of just doing some news, some funny memes, some uh, stuff from Opus Corner and, and your segment, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to today. Sweet, me too. Well, let's dive right in. So uh, now that I have children and all the things that happen in the world have to be explained to inquisitive minds, I kind of feel like this 
me explaining to my children it's only another psyop (laughs) (laughs) so this goes for a a wide variety of things um but uh it brings us to our first video i wanted to share this week which just is a reminder of how crazy people were in 2020 check this out Okay, this is no joke. <laughs> Put your mask on. Get away from Put it on. Stop it. Whoa, whoa. So, this guy in Michigan came up with this idea. Six feet apart. Oh, yeah. time moves forward you can often forget the things you've experienced and when we were living in it we're like the world has lost its mind right but uh you you know you got to have a good reminder every once in a while so i just wanted to share that (laughs) uh no, no particular news tied to that other than the fact that that's where propaganda can lead an entire population into basically acting like bubble boy so (laughs) Um, well, uh, with that shown, uh, I want to share this next video, which is the agricultural war involving China. And, uh, and you, you know, we know that China is one of the largest land owners in the United States of America. And, uh, it's something we need to pay attention to. Check this video out. China's buying Ukrainian corn. And what have we talked about in regards to that? China's not buying U.S. corn. Uh, remember this. The United States is funding Ukrainian farmers. We're funding Ukrainian agriculture. So if you're a U.S. farmer, you're sitting on uh, 2023 corn bushels that you're harvesting right now. Um, Cash prices are below production costs, yet your tax dollars are going to fund Ukrainian agriculture. And Ukrainian agriculture is now taking away your demand. They're they're taking demand that may have come to the United States. I don't know what the correct take on this is. So... While we have this war of produce happening across the world, um, the United States in funding Ukraine and their agricultural production is axing at the knees farmers here in the United States. While at the same time, China is buying out farmland. And uh, here's a interesting tweet here. Take every inch of U.S. farmland back from China immediately. Do not leave them with a single blade of grass. But... Uh, that's kind of difficult when your politicians are basically in bed with China and uh, and all the deals that are being done uh, in the public eye 
demonstrate with the paper trail that we are selling our country out to these foreign interests and we are using taxpayer dollars to destroy American industry so that these farmers go out of business, that they can't provide for their farm and pay their bills. And so that farmland then goes on the market for cheap and gets bought up by these foreign, uh, foreign interests. So this next video is a slip up of Mr. Rothschild. He actually mentions how the environmental agenda is perpetrated by fakers. Let's check out this slip up. A phenomenal change that's come about in the last two or three years is that probably isn't a child over the age of six that isn't deeply concerned about climate change. I mean, there were reports in the past, but now the fakers of the world are on those problems, whether it's droughts, whether it's storms, whether it's the seaside being ruined, just undermining life. Everything. And, and in a way, in a slightly, I'm afraid, eclipsed the importance of this conversation. No one's saying isn't incredibly devastating, but actually we do need to think long term about the planet. Yeah, and it's a distraction, well, more distraction, it's a tragedy, but uh, it does have that knock-on effect. <laughs> Did you catch that? Man, he just sounds like an evil villain. Like a super villain. When he talks like this. <laughs> yeah, when you see pictures of uh, the Pope kissing the finger of a Rothschild, uh, now, it was the previous pope uh, that I'm talking about, but uh, you kind of get the weight of power going on here. Like when you see a Rothschild standing there and, and the United States president and everybody's just like, hello, your majesty. Like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Um, but uh, with what he's saying with the environmental fakers and how every kid over the age of six is fearful of these changes happening in the world and how this green agenda is being pushed at the world economic forum and the uh the un they're pushing all these uh like paris climate accord type things which trump by the way had taken us out of the paris climate accords and we are promptly put right back into it with uh biden's administration and we see uh, publicized with the paris climate accords is geoengineering agendas which is for those who are not familiar with the terminology uh kind of the politically correct way of of uh of acknowledging chemtrails and using chemtrails to seed the skies with things to geoengineer our atmosphere uh something that by the way over the past 20 years has consistently been called a crack nut conspiracy but uh, turns out to have been true all along. Who asked permission to, to, you know, to the populace to put heavy metals and things that are being uh, found in our soil and in our water uh, to, to spray above our heads, right? Well, um, here's a, a, a picture. Uh, this is a magic machine that sucks carbon out of the air costs very little and builds itself it's called a tree i would argue it costs nothing um <laughs> and uh a few episodes ago we shared a video from an australian gentleman who was talking about this green agenda uh you know to fight carbon emissions in australia and he's like look if you look at the numbers they don't add up just the mangroves alone are cleaning out uh, an enormous 
amount of carbon compared to what mankind's actually creating with our, you know, our vehicles and such. And yet they're coming after the farting cows, you know, it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and, um, and so I just wanted to, uh, you know, share that slip up from Mr. Rothschild where he says literally the word fakers. Uh, um, <laughs> So we had recently Nir Shashani of Esh News on uh, for our last Skiba News Nation special. And briefly during his uh, talk, he talked about the inconsistencies in the narrative of how uh, this attack was able to happen and be perpetrated uh, there on Israel. And so um, I wanted to share this next video, which is the Israeli security topic. And we're going to we're going to kind of see what Nir was talking about in terms of a thing that is nagging in the back of the minds of all the Israelis of how this could have ever uh, been allowed to happen. How did, how did Hamas sneak over the border, send paragliding people over and, 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 you know, take so many casualties and kidnap so many people. Uh, it's very uh, questionable. Check this out. Real many times, the whole country's a fortress. When I first heard this story, I still have the same gut instinct that I did initially. I find this very hard to believe. I've been to that Gaza border. You, you cannot go 10 feet without running into a 19-year-old with an AR-15 or an automatic machine gun that is an IDF soldier, right? The whole country is surveilled. And so, so let, me let me just kind of go through this. We don't talk about Israeli politics very often, and most Americans don't know this. The last nine months, Israel was on the brink of civil war. It's not an exaggeration. This judicial stuff, there were, there were hundreds of thousands of Israelis taking to the streets because Bibi Netanyahu was basically redefining the Israeli constitution. That's not an exaggeration, right? He said the judicial branch has too much power. There were protests planned this week against Netanyahu where they anticipated tens of thousands of people to take to the streets. That's all gone, Patrick. Netanyahu now has an emergency government and a mandate to lead. I'm not, I'm not willing to say to go so far that saying that Netanyahu knew or there was intelligence here. But I think some questions need to be asked. Was there a stand down order? <sighs> was there a stand down order? Six hours? I don't believe it. Israel's the size of, New size of New Jersey. When I took a helicopter ride from Jerusalem to the Gaza border, it's 45 minutes. Six hours. They're live streaming the killing of Jews. Was Did somebody in the government say stand down? That is a legitimate non- conspiracy question the whole country is the idf <laughs> the whole country is yeah and you're trying to tell me that they're going to concerts and kibbutzes and schools and by report so it brings up that question of what is the agenda that's drawing all of the world's attention into this conflict in the middle east and and of course any kind of terroristic action should be frowned upon. But we see uh, in the past with our United States example of how the war machine started turning uh, whenever we had attacks like 9-11 and we used that as justification to then go to Iraq and Afghanistan and, and, and all of the 20-year-long war that happened following the 9-11 of America and we see inconsistencies in that very narrative with the 9-11 attacks and uh, how many buildings actually, you know, were destroyed. You had, you know, World Trade Center 7, for example, uh, and then somehow instantly we knew who to blame. And um, while this is a little bit more of a sticky situation, um, 
just like Nir, who is an Israeli that lives in Israel and was like, look, it doesn't all add up. It doesn't really make sense. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it's a nagging thing in the back of my mind and in the people of Israel's minds. We have so much surveillance and security and, and, and the Israeli intelligence uh, should have known that these texts were coming and that that number of rockets were going to be all coordinated and they didn't know about that? Come on. And so uh, it begs the question, why is this now being correlated with the 9-11 of the United States but for Israel? Have you seen that in the, in the news circuit? They're saying that these attacks are equivalent to the U.S.'s 9-11. And the first thing that that pops into my mind is, hey, 9-11 was a conspiracy. And and so um, while I'm very sensitive to the topic of, you know, people died and I don't think that's a conspiracy, uh, the way that the war machine starts turning and... Uh, the world is drawn into this conflict is very interesting. And so that's why I wanted to share some of these uh, articles here. Um, here's End Times headlines. The U.S. sends be ready to deploy orders to select troops in Middle East as Israel-Hamas war escalates. And so there's a fantastic breakdown, uh, like a sit rep report uh, by Baron Dependent. Uh, he's not associated with uh, Owen Benjamin's bear community. He's uh, he's actually a Torah observant uh, kind of. Um, he he runs Refuge Medical, and he uh, broke down in a very uh, clear to understand way in one of his recent YouTube videos how the war with Israel and Gaza is similar in comparison to the proxy war between Ukraine and Russia, and how. The U.S. is using Ukraine to fight a proxy war with Russia in the same way that uh, Iran and, and several other uh, nations, possibly Russia, could be using Gaza to fight a proxy war with Israel and in you know extension the United States, who is of course going to be you know supporting Israel. And so there's a lot of really interesting things about this um, and the timing of it all. Uh, we saw, I mentioned in the interview with Nir Shashani, uh, how Bibi Netanyahu uh, had just announced at the UN to applause that the Abraham Peace Accords were really starting to create an Israel-centered Middle East uh, where peace was moving forward uh, at an unprecedented pace. And yet this happens very quickly after. Uh, there was a uh, almost a civil war in Israel to, just like we saw in the video where they were planning to oust Bibi and yet now he's got emergency powers kind of reminds me of you know Chancellor Palpatine uh, <laughs> you know he he was uh, he was about to hand over the Senate and then boom you know you know the the attack on the Jedi happens and and so now uh, he has you know emperor like powers so um, there is more to meets the eye than to this whole thing. And so I just wanted to share that, but there is a carrier group that was moved into the Middle East to, uh, discourage any other involvement in Gaza and Israel's war. Uh, let's check this out. The Middle East on the verge of the abyss. UN warns as Gaza suffers and Israel prepares for offensive. 
So, uh, of course, there's uh, an enormous amount of uh, kind of the left supporting the Palestinians and the conservative uh, supporting Israel. So um, it is very interesting. It says at least 1,400 people were killed and many taken hostage during Hamas's rampage. Um, but then you're having people like China uh, come in there and say, all right, well, uh, the Israel response has not been uh, equivalent to what was actually done to them. So you have this whole agenda of pushing to support Hamas and what was done from the left. And then you have, you know, Israel's kind of like at the point where they're going, all right, we're going in there and we're going to crush these guys because we were done with the bottle rockets and whatnot. Yep. So it, it's, uh, it's just so interesting how this is playing out. Um, it's in my opinion, more, uh, divisive, um, and uh, and it's just another way for uh, you know people to be segmented into Israeli supporters or Palestinian supporters, and and everybody looks like the bad guy because if you support the Hamas Palestinian, you're like, oh, they're you know decapitating babies. You guys are evil. And then if you support Israel, the, uh, you know they're the other side's like, well, you guys are having them blow up hospitals and tall buildings and. And the, the response is not equivalent. But overall, um, you know, it's a, it's a very sticky subject. So uh, we have UI, uh, USI's weapon stockpiles as concerns grow about supporting both Ukraine and Israel's wars. Hmm. And in a recent breakdown of the, Ameri the United States uh, military capabilities, uh, it was a, a, uh, a widely spread concept that the military of the United States could support two wars anywhere in the world at any time. And that recently, uh, in, re in reporting on the actual stockpile of weapons that the U.S. has, uh, that they said now we can only support one war, war, uh, one war at any point in the world. And so now as this war between Gaza and Israel sparks off. We already are fighting a proxy war with Ukraine. Uh, I see the you know the war bells are chiming, and there's money to be made. Um, and as kind of the enforcement arm of the world's uh, you know the United Nations military seems to be the United States in a lot of ways. Um, and so uh, these are all things to consider. Um, concerns growing the Pentagon over the potential need to stretch its increasing scarce ammunition stockpiles to support Ukraine and Israel in two separate wars, according to multiple U.S. defense officials. Um, and the significance here is if we deplete our ammunition stockpiles supporting these wars in Ukraine and Israel, then it would leave the United States open uh, to perhaps, uh, you know, uh, uh, China attacking Taiwan. Uh, perhaps, you know, even, you know, a Red Dawn type situation, which um, would be terrible. But uh, that brings up our next video, which is just a movie clip from Red Dawn. And uh, and this the, is kind the of the one with Charlie like, Sheen, the Charlie Sheen. I one? believe it's the yeah, it's the 1984 one. Wow. 1984. Hey, yep. All right. Let's check this out. Now, the great hunt would always begin with the armies spread out in a semicircle. 
I would say about the size of Rhode Island. Then they would ride forward, driving everything before them, beast, men, even bugs. Now the ends would kind of close in to form a shrinking circle. And everything within that circle panicked to get out. So when the Mongols could see each other, they had worked themselves up into a pretty good frenzy. Now when this killing started, it lasted for days, weeks, even months. And it went on until the young son of the Khan asked his father that the last creature alive be allowed to go free. Well now, my friend. Well now. It almost uh, looks like what they were seeing in Israel when Gaza attacked. Isn't that yep. amazing? It looked pretty cool though, man. I would say they were way off course. This is very unusual. You do something, Mr. Teasdale. In 1984, a scene that uh, was reminiscent of what actually happened in Israel uh, just two weeks ago, um, and it's just, uh, it's really, it's crazy. I mean, uh, so why would anyone ever need an AR-15, right? <laughs> uh, same scene from uh, Red Dawn, um, but, you know, it, we see in a lot of truther communities, you know, hey, World War Three is getting ready to kick off, and... Um, I sure hope not, right? That would be terrible. Um, but it is interesting, and we have to divide the psyop from the reality. And hearing eyes on the ground testimonies from like near Shoshone about how this seems to be possibly a uh, an event that the state knew about at the very least and allowed to happen to then justify this war that's been kicked off. Um, and so that in itself is a dangerous thought process compared to what the media is telling us to believe. Um, but, you know, just like, you know, this meme says here, Israel on October 7th, you know, <laughs> the blind kid walking, right? Uh, and now Israel now knowing every single mosque, school and hospital Hamas is hiding in, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, you see them, you know, knocking down those buildings. Um, and in terms of uh, the U.S. propaganda, uh, we're dropping the Ukraine-Russia war, <laughs> and uh, it's like, I don't want to play with you anymore, that scene from Toy Story. Uh, yeah. And so now we're going towards the Israel-Gaza war, all right? But both are sucking taxpayer dollars in as 
it's uh, you know, something that the United States is now involved with financially in both fronts. Um, and, uh, and it's very interesting to me how funding is being bound together uh, in support of these different conflicts. And, and that's really where a lot of the agendas are slipped under uh, when it comes to where our taxpayer dollars are spent on is you have these joint funding ventures that Congress pushes through where they're like, okay, we're going to spend one package and we're going to throw in a couple billion dollars here and billion dollars there. We're going to support Ukraine and we're going to support Israel now. And, you know, and, and then they put it all as one bill or what one package. And, um, it's just like insane how, uh, you know, um, here is a interesting, uh, okay. This was an interesting, tweet from a Russian tennis player, I think it is. Um, and it says the horrific attack on a hospital in the Gaza Strip is clearly a war crime. Yet, you know, just like I showed in that picture, uh, Israel is claiming that Hamas was in the hospital. And we know that this is a recurring theme where Hamas uses uh, civilians to hide behind them. And then, you know, that's why it's, it's so unfortunate, the collateral damage in taking out the terrorists is you're taking out the civilians they're hiding behind as well. And it says in the final responsibility for it lies with those who cynically make money from wars in different countries and on different continents who thoughtlessly distribute colossal amounts of money for weapons, loading up their military industrial complex who falsely claims their global mission to protect democratic values, the USA, right? So just recently Biden had sent billions of dollars in relief to a terrorist run country right a, a nation that had claimed to support groups like hamas and we're surprised that very quickly after uh we're seeing attacks from these groups towards israel and and and, and then on the flip side we're they're painting israel as the bad guy for attacking these terrorists that are hiding in civilian uh buildings and, and yet the United States really is the one who footed the bill. And now we're footing the bill for both sides of the conflict, seemingly. We're footing the bill um, in terms of funding, you know, humanitarian aid that could then be straight funneled into, you know, used for uh, terrorist, you know, implements and, and equipment that we left behind in Afghanistan could be used for all kinds of uh, bad things, right? And then now we're also funding the other side. So on every front, you know, it's like, what what's actually the motivation here? What, who's Who do we actually want to, you know, come through this? Well, in war, there's money to be made. And uh, here's the tweet down below. This is the tweet from Medvedev, which is a uh, Russian uh, tennis player, I believe. Uh, Great time to distance yourself as fast as possible from the Zionist Jewish war crimes they just blew up a hospital in the concentration camp and the world is noticing uh so in response to what israel did and knocking down that hospital uh we see china claiming that the escalation and the response is not warranted like it's too extreme and then you know of course we have you know israel who's our ally there in the United in the in the Middle East, uh, just trying to stomp on some terrorists, just like us here in the United States. We're well acquainted with just stomping out them terrorists, right? Right. Um, and so it's it's very confusing time. Uh, 
it's more of a, a divide and conquer deception thing. And, and it, you know, back to that same, you know, first meme I shared, uh, me explaining to my children, it's only another psyop, right? Yeah. Don't be swept away with the hyper sensationalized media and recognize that um, it's really your home and your family and, and your life that you're being distracted from. And so we can't really affect what's happening on the other side of the world, but um, we have to be aware that it, there's more than meets the eye for, for, for real. Absolutely. Okay. So anyways, um, let's check out this next video, uh, which was a uh, Israeli Gaza hospital, uh, more Israelis speak out on, uh, on like experiencing the rockets from Gaza. like an overgrown firecracker. Now, if somebody was standing there, would they die from it? Absolutely, no doubt. Be, be no doubt about it. The Antifada suicide bombers did a heck of a lot more damage with suicide bombs than their little rockets that are fired in there, okay? So we're going to be looking at what happened. We're going to look at where the hospital gets hit, etc. Uh, but their, their rockets, like I said, if you got a thousand rockets that were to hit the ground out of say 5,000, 8,000, whatever the case may be, why isn't there severe damage, buildings falling to the ground? Normally when you see rocket attacks in Israel, they hit a house or something, a hole's put in the house, windows are blown out, things like that. Nothing serious, nothing severe. But people, can they die from it? Yes, they can. They hit down the streets, set a car on fire, etc. Yes, that can happen as well. This, this, of course, we're going to be going into this, too. This here are hundreds of people are headed to an American base in Turkey. So, listen, we need to be praying for the, for the safety. So, uh, it was just an interesting thing to me to see one of the rockets that, you know, is being shot. And um, with that said, we have some other interesting news here. Uh, check out a, a TMZ report on... Uh, a Bigfoot sighting. It's uh, the Forest Rangers can't say if it's legit. Uh, and so I saw this video actually circulating recently. Oh, and yeah. It's apparently a Bigfoot. Let's see this, uh, what it looks like here. I mean, what, what do you think? Do you think that looks like a Bigfoot? Either that or a, a human uh, wearing a gorilla costume, or it could be a, a bear walking on its hind legs. Yeah. I think it's crazy with all the like super cameras we have on our phones nowadays, somebody can't capture better footage. Right. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. come on, you couldn't have like used your HD, you know, 200 megapixel phone camera instead of the, the grainy, you know, whatever you're using. Was so, this taken? Uh, was this taken with a drone or what? I think they uh, were on. They were like on a uh, a train or something. The the couple that saw it, I think. Yeah, I'm. I don't see what exactly was taking the. So footage. they were shooting through a window. Yeah, that's probably likely. Yep. Anyway, so I thought that was interesting. Possible Bigfoot sighting. 
Um, hey, coming up this week, we have uh, a meteor shower peaking soon. Uh, it's the Orunid meteor shower. It gets close to peaking this week. Uh, it says here that uh, it's active around September 26th and stays active until November 22nd. And the peak of the shower is on the night between October 20 and 21st. So that'll be, you know, what, you know, Friday night. Uh, so if you guys are watching this live, I know we're recording this earlier in the week, but go outside tonight. Uh, Shabbat Shalom, by the way, and uh, go check out some beautiful shooting stars and stuff. Um, so I want to bring out that uh, it's uh, produced around 10 to 20 meteors each hour in the dark sky for viewing. So uh, we love going out and seeing uh, some, some shooting stars. Um, here's another interesting uh, like <laughs> New York Post article about a devil comet. And I think it's interesting in terms of the timing. You know, you have these solar eclipses that just happened in southern United States. And now apparently there's a devil comet that, you know, they say is three times bigger than Mount Everest. Uh, and it has horns. Um, and so I don't know how close it is. I'm pretty sure that this is not visible to the naked eye. Uh, but it's just, it is interesting to me that now this is being widely publicized uh, of this horned comet coming closer to the earth so i thought that was pretty cool um uh, da, 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 da. closest point to earth won't be until 2024 uh but even with that said i i don't think it's going to be visible to the naked eye anytime soon maybe in 2024 but we'll see propaganda though i will say you know uh there are measurable things in the heavens and what exactly they are, I don't know, um, but they always love to use these uh, signs in the heavens as an excuse to put in their CG imaging and their uh, models of the universe and galaxy and uh, solar system. And so, all right, so uh, let's check out this uh, last video, which I think is uh, a pretty significant one. Um, just a warning about the poisons that are found in drinking from paper cups, which we often get at uh, fast food restaurants, at, you know, we get coffee or whatever. So check out this breakdown. Shared about the plastic cups that you get your coffee in at Starbucks. Let's talk about those. A paper cup by nature should absorb water. If it's not absorbing water, then that means there must be a barrier in between the paper and the liquid. And that barrier is polyethylene plastic. A study found that in 15 minutes of contact with hot liquids, leach 25,000 microplastic particles into your cup. But no one's questioning this. No one's really thinking about it because it's just part of our daily lives. Are we very good at metabolizing plastics? No, plastic is a foreign body. It's a foreign particle. In fact, it'll break down into nanoplastics and nanoparticles in general have the issue of being able to penetrate cell membranes. So it can penetrate very deeply into the cell. It can cause... So uh, you hear it there, you know, nanoplastics and, and uh, you know, the coating in our paper cups that keep it from soaking in the liquid is uh, possibly linked to uh, some adverse health effects. But so now they're getting through just... our paper. Not, not just our plastic. Our yeah. I've always heard the the plastic cups are not good for you, but they're putting stuff in the paper? It's crazy. 
Yeah, they have to coat it so that it doesn't instantly absorb the water. So like there a is wax. a type of, you know, waxy coating. Yep. So uh, when you pour a hot beverage in there with coffee or whatever, imagine, you know, some of that's leaching off into what you're drinking. Yeah. And then they make you a patient of a hospital and, you know, you got to got to go and get your pharmaceutical meds to deal with the symptoms of the poisons you're putting in your body. You know, it's a big circle. Yep. Awesome, man. Well, with that said, you know, I just wanted to end off with saying, uh, while there's a lot of uh, propaganda going out in the news and there's a dividing line being pushed to for people on the left to support Palestine and people on the right to support Israel, I just want to say uh, – don't fall in line with either side, you know, be wary of propaganda and, and how these events are shifting political narratives and, and pushing forward the NWO agenda. And, uh, we, we need to look out for us here at home and not get swept up into the news. Uh, and, and I think that's the most important thing to take away from it is, um, you know, we can allow the news to fearmonger us about World War III, and a lot of truthers oftentimes fall into that trap of, oh, World War III is coming. And I, that's why I shared that video of uh, Red Dawn is that's literally what people are afraid is going to happen. And that's, uh, as we're being told, is what happened in Israel just two weeks ago. And so with that said, you know, having uh, a positive uh, outlook and approach to life um, and recognizing that uh, some of these things that um, are used to get the war machine going is the fear behind if it could happen to us. And that's what happened in 9-11. And they're calling this attack on Israel the next 9-11. And, and we learned from Nir Shushani last week's special that it is a spiritual war. Yeah. And, uh, and, and there's a process to fear-mongering that allows people to be easily manipulated and when you see clips like red dawn right and you hear that things like that have happened you're like oh man if that happened to us you know that'd be terrible we need to go you know take out the terrorists now and and, and you don't realize that uh we're turning ourselves into you know you know war fodder pretty much and we as collective humans don't have to agree to participate in these wars um but whenever it's at your doorstep, you know, what choice do you have? And, and so it's a very confusing time. Uh, a lot of people in Israel are confused how this is ever able to have happened. And so uh, I just, you know, I wanted to keep us kind of uh, on, on edge and aware uh, of the situation. So, all right, that's all the news for this week, Jeremiah. Well, that's interesting because our history segment is about the history of the mainstream media and how the feds are involved. So it's interesting how we always... Uh... How did Nir say it? Uh, coincidences. No coincidences. Yeah. <laughs> With the big C, coincidence. <laughs> yeah, coincidence. All right, man. Well, thank you for another great current news as always. And now for a quick look at my mom's book, The Protocol of Kills. Kingsgate Media and Skiba News Nation present an exhaustive expose on government. The new amazing book, The Emotional and Disturbing True Story. Sheila Skiba. Following Rob Skiba's death, his widow, Sheila, and co-authors spent countless hours analyzing 40 days of recorded conversations, the transcripts of which appear in the book. This is an extremely well-written first-hand account of the horrors Sheila Skiba endured for the 40 days her husband was held captive in the hospital. 
It was hard to read and relive since I vividly remember when this was happening to this precious man. But I believe every person needs to know what was going on during the insanity of the pandemic. Sheila Skiba, The Protocol That Kills a True Crime Story. This book shares a wealth of critical insights that will greatly aid in preventing future needless losses of life. Available on Amazon. Order now. Find more at theprotocolthatkills.com. It's about that time for an all-new Opa's Corner. Take it away, Opa. The following presentation may contain too many cat jokes. Viewer discretion is advised. This presentation is rated CJ, Cat Jokes. Parental guidance suggested. Time for another Opa's Corner, so let's get started. A man sitting at a bar looks very stressed, so the bartender asks if there is a problem. I'm not sleeping well. I have nightmares about a monster under my bed, and I'm too embarrassed to seek help. A patron nearby overhears this and introduces himself. I overheard your story and I'm a psychiatrist. Maybe I can help. The first thing is you recognize that these are only dreams and that is obvious, so I should be able to help you in a few sessions. Here is my card. Give me a call. A few weeks pass and the same two are once again at the bar after work. The psychiatrist says, Hi! How goes the nightmares? I've never heard from you, so I hope you're doing okay. Oh, things are great. The bartender helped me. The bartender helped you? You needed a trained professional to help you. What possibly could a bartender do that a psychiatrist couldn't? He told me to solve the legs on my bed. <laughs> a man went to the doctor. Doc, you gotta check my leg. Something's wrong. Just put your ear up to my thigh. You'll hear it. The doctor cautiously placed his ear to the man's thigh, only to hear, Give me 20 bucks. I really need 20 bucks. <laughs> I've never seen or heard anything like this before. How long has this been going on? Oh, that's nothing, Doc. Put your ear to my knee. The doctor put his ear to the man's knee and heard it say, Man, I really need 10 bucks. Just lend me 10 bucks. Sir, I really don't know what to tell you. I've never seen anything like this before. The doctor was dumbfounded. Wait, Doc, that's not all. There's more. Just put your ear up to my ankle. The doctor did as the man said and was blown away to hear his ankle plead. Please, I need five bucks. 
Lend me five bucks, please, if you can. <laughs> I have no idea what to tell you. There's nothing about it in my medical reference books. Uh, I can make a well-educated guess, though. Based on life and all my previous experience, I can tell you that your leg appears to be broke in three places. <laughs> I get it. Broke. <laughs> Two doctors, Dean and Gable, are treating a man with lung disease. They're explaining how his smoking weed has led to his condition worsening. But it's herbal, the patient protested. How can it be bad? Dr. Jenkins sighed. Nature isn't all innocent. Apricot stones contain lethal amounts of cyanide. There is a certain plant in my backyard. If you sit under it for just five minutes, you'll die. Just because it's natural doesn't mean it's safe for you. The man seemed to accept that and promised to stop his smoking. After he left, the doctors went to lunch. As they were sitting down to eat, Dr. Smith asks, Oh, by the way, what is that plant that kills you if you sit under it? A water lily. <laughs> When I was about seven years old, I accompanied my father to the funeral of a co-worker of his, someone I didn't even know. When we got there, I stood in the corner waiting for time to pass. A bitter-looking man approached me and said, Enjoy life, kid. Enjoy it, because time flies. Look at me now. I didn't enjoy it. Then he passed his hand over my head and left. My father, before leaving, took me with him to pay honors to his friend. When I looked in the coffin, I was horrified to see that the man in the coffin was the same man who had spoken to me. I was traumatized. I couldn't sleep properly. I had terrible nightmares. I was terrified of being alone. I saw many psychiatrists endured much turmoil through my adolescent years. I got better as I aged, but I would still occasionally wake up screaming in fear. It was many years later when I discovered something remarkable that completely changed my life. That jerk had a twin! <laughs> The police department, the FBI, and the CIA are all trying to prove that they are the best at apprehending criminals. The president decides to give them a test. He releases a rabbit into the forest, and each of them has to catch it. The police go in. They place animal informants throughout the forest. They question all the plants and mineral witnesses. After three months of extensive investigations, they concluded that rabbits do not exist. The FBI goes in. After two weeks with no leads, they burn the forest, killing everything in it, including the rabbit. And they make no apologies. The rabbit had it coming. 
the CIA goes in, they come out two hours later with a badly beaten bear. The bear is yelling, Okay, okay, I'm a rabbit, I'm a rabbit! <laughs> a man decides he wants to fish. Unfortunately, his favorite spot becomes illegal to fish in. Undeterred, he fishes for two hours, and at this point, he already has a bucket full of fish, and he's still fishing. Out of nowhere, a cop comes in and tells him, You know you can't fish here, right? It's illegal. I'm going to have to arrest you. The man hides the pole and replies, Oh, no, no. Those are my pet fish. I just come here every week or so to drop them in the pond, and once they're done swimming, they jump back in and I go home. At this point, the officer smirks. He knows he's lying, so he says, Well then, show me. If you could truly show me that they will do that, then I'll let you go. The man agrees and dumps the fish into the pond. A few minutes passed. So, when are the fish jumping back into the bucket? What fish? <laughs> A Polish man married an American girl, and though his English wasn't very good, they got along very well. One day he rushes into a lawyer's office and asks him to arrange a divorce for him. The lawyer says that getting a divorce would depend on circumstances and asks him the following questions. Have you any grounds? Yes, acre and a half and nice little home. No, 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 no. I mean, what is the foundation of this case? It made of concrete. I don't think you understand. Does either of you have a real grudge? No, we have carport and not need one. I mean, what are your relations like? All my relations still in Poland. Is there any infidelity in your marriage? We have high fidelity stereo and good DVD player. <sighs> Does your wife beat you up? No, I always up before her. So, why do you want this divorce? She going to kill me. What makes you think that? I got proof. What kind of proof? She going to poison me. She buy a bottle at drugstore and put it on shelf in bathroom. I can read English pretty good and it says Polish remover. <laughs> and now for the funnies. <laughs> Noah's Ark. Noah, where will I put the bees? In the Ark hives. <laughs> I dare you to step on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun.
I think the obedience training went too far. <laughs> Good heavens, Ronald! I think something just landed on the roof! Rex, it's a scary meteor. Nineteen sixty five. Stop looking at those phones while you're at the table. <laughs> Bucky's dream of becoming a stand up comedian ended abruptly the very first time he stepped into the spotlight. <laughs> Looks like those big-eyed weirdos and those flying whatevers left us another big pointy thing last night. Dan is deducted by aliens. You have a human? Wow, that counts as a dependent. <laughs> oh, back again, mysterious bed creature. You want some, huh? <laughs> Then I remembered you once told me, when life gives you the cone of shame, make yourself a martini. Not what I meant, but cool costume. <laughs> the Headless Horse Family. <laughs> Rick Catsley. Always gonna wake you up, always gonna knock stuff down, always gonna run around at half past two, always gonna dislike hugs, always gonna put on rugs, always gonna watch you go to the bathroom. Employees must lick paws before returning to work. <laughs> yeah. Sheriff's Department, Fraud Division, who's calling? Click. Probably a telemarketer. <laughs> Probably a good idea. Go get the ball in 3D. <laughs> Charlie, what are you doing in there? Oh, what is he doing in there?
He's just trying to throw you off your game. <laughs> Quiet, everyone. The test subject is coming. <laughs> is that McDonald's? Happy birthday! Here's a gift card to Becky's Belly Rubs. It's good for a one-hour belly rub. It's like you don't even know me. <laughs> the wheels on the bus. Oh, oh never mind. <laughs> Sir, there's a line forming. Please take your name badge. Bat, bat, bat. <laughs> Before the seven ten split, Carrie A. Brunswick, marriage counselor. His mind is always in the gutter. <laughs> oh, spare me. <laughs> Charlie! <laughs> Remember, when one door closes, scratch on it. Stick your paw underneath it, and soon it will open. <laughs> yep. No ID on the John Doe yet, Chief. All we know is his exact age. <laughs> the, the cat slipped and fell into the toilet. <laughs> I was pushed. <laughs> the new version of Snow White but without the non-consensual kiss, so as not to offend the new generation. <laughs> um. When God created ducks, he said, waterproof that chicken and give it a kazoo. <laughs> Introducing the new blooming cactus species. I want one. <laughs> and that concludes another Opa's Corner. My hut, der hat drei Ecken. Drei Ecken hat mein Hut. Und hat er nicht drei Ecken. Opa's Corner is now available on my own YouTube channel. Like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for another great Opa's Corner, Opa. I didn't know Charlie was in so many places. He's right here, right now. So he gets around, I guess, when I'm I sleeping. I wanted to say that's going to be my favorite rendition of Rick Astley's uh, Never Going to Give You Up ever because it was done by Opa and it's about like cats. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
Skiba News Nation favorite. It'll be on our hits. Number one hits. <laughs> Alright. Thank you, Opa. Now a word from our good friend sponsor, JJ. Are you tired of living in constant pain? Do you feel like you've tried every CBD product on the market with no relief? Look no further than JJ's Natural CBD Rub. When I was diagnosed with degenerative disc disease, this was the only product that completely took my pain away. Working with JJ has been a dream come true, and his products have completely changed my life. Don't just take my word for it. Visit JJ's website, jjcbdrub.com and read hundreds of testimonials from people whose lives have been changed by all of JJ's amazing products. And now, as a Skiba News Nation exclusive, you can get $50 off a three-pack special of JJ's Natural CBD Rub by texting CBD to 920-382-7720. Don't suffer in silence any longer. Take control of your pain today with JJ's Natural CBD Rub. Again, text CBD to 920 382-7720 for an exclusive discount and start feeling the relief you deserve. The links are in the description below. Thank you, JJ. Hi, Charlie. <laughs> All right, well, it's time for some mystery. <laughs> All right, so before Charlie interrupts me again, uh, today's history, we're going to be talking about the mainstream media and how it's a cartel. It's like a, it, it truly is. It's like a cartel, kind of like what Jake was saying about how, you know, you got to make up your own opinion about everything. So let's go down this rabbit hole of uh, the mainstream media cartel with this first clip. Is a, it's a preview of what we're going to be talking about later. So let's play that clip. Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to, to serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media outlets are true first. In March 2018, millions of people around the U.S. noticed something strange. Local news anchors from all over the country were reciting the exact same script on air word for word. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned about the trouble and trying to be responsible one-sided news stories plaguing our country. That's because all these local news stations are owned by Sinclair Broadcast Group. And Sinclair Broadcast Group had a message they wanted to propagate to the masses. Most people have never heard of this company before, but Sinclair is actually the second biggest television station operator in America. Out of the 600 channels it owns, more than 150 are affiliated to news broadcasters like Fox, ABC, CBS, and NBC. More than 40% of all the homes in America watch the news on a channel owned by Sinclair. Yes, that is right. If you have a message you want the American public to accept, you gotta go to Sinclair Broadcast Group. And during COVID, Sinclair said the script was only there to reinforce their commitment to reporting the facts and avoiding fake news. But we'll let you be the judge of that. And what's scary about all of this is that it still works. What's powerful about the news is that it has this air of authority. It's kind of like when you hear medical advice from a doctor wearing a white coat. Doctors in all parts of the country were asked, what cigarette do you smoke, doctor? Once again, the brand named most was Camel. Yes, according to this repeated nationwide survey, more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette. <laughs> you automatically assume that everything they're saying is true. The same is true with the news. 
when you wear a decent suit, when you sit in front of a professional looking set with that signature news sound effect and you say breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. With that very official sounding news anchor voice, the masses will automatically accept everything that spews out of your mouth. There's no way journalists will be lying to us, right? And here's the thing, deep down we all know that it's not just Sinclair News that is like this. I'm sure we've all noticed that a lot of mainstream media sounds similar these days. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. But why is this the case? Why does all the news sound the same? And how do all of these media outlets actually come together and decide, hey, we're all going to say this next? The Mainstream Media Cartel. So... Look at all those talking heads. I mean, that's insane. Just seeing all those clips. And I don't know if we've ever showed that on the on the show before, but it, every time I see it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like that is, that is so crazy. So today I'm gonna do my best to present evidence of who they, who they really work for, who these mainstream media people work for, why they report the fake news. And with that being said, let's dive a little bit deeper into the cartel of the mainstream media. So let's play the second clip. So you're a journalist at one of the mainstream media outlets like CNN, Fox, or CBS. You spent years in school and college working for a degree. You slaved away at unpaid internships and dead-end jobs at companies no one's ever heard of. And now you finally made it to the big leagues. But the climb isn't over yet. At a company like CNN or Fox, you still have to prove yourself. But in order to do that, you need to break really big stories. But really big stories are hard to come by. You gotta do some real investigative journalism. You gotta work leads, get people to go on record. You gotta put your life on the line. It's a tough and risky life. But what if I told you that there's an alternative? What if I told you that you didn't have to do any work at all and someone would just give you a giant story to report on? Well, that is where daddy government comes in. Some of the biggest and most legendary journalists, like the people that broke the Watergate, Nixon scandal, uh, for example, Bob Woodward, they were given these tips by the FBI. As a journalist, the best sources are going to be the FBI, CIA, and U.S. governments. People that have these leaks, and especially in the intelligence community, they find these journalists, they give them information that will help boost their careers. In turn, the government and the intelligence agencies get whatever narrative they want out into the public. Think about it. If you get information from a random person you know nothing about, you have to spend weeks or even months making sure their story is true. But an FBI agent, a government official, you don't have to break your back verifying their information. The fact that they're the ones giving you the information is enough. All you have to do is write the story and say it came from an anonymous FBI source or an anonymous government official and boom, your job is done and you're climbing up the ladder. If the story ends up being true, you get a massive career boost. And if it ends up being fake, you can easily brush it off. No one's gonna get mad at you. See, if a CIA agent comes to you offering information, you are gonna publish it, no questions asked. Because if you don't publish it, they're just gonna give it to any of the other desperate journalists out there that are also looking for their big break. Power corrupts. It's no different for journalists, and especially journalists that work for the mainstream media. As a journalist, your job requires you to have the best information. The intelligence agencies decide to strategically release what they need to manipulate the narrative. But why? Why would the government be so eager to spill the beans to journalists? So the government is just, they're, they're more than just in bed with, you know, the mainstream media. I mean, they pretty much own these companies in a way because uh, they, they, they want to seem more credible so they call them anonymous FBI sources anonymous government officials and and that just gives them some kind of credibility so what we're gonna be talking about next is the the true history of it and that's Operation Mockingbird so 
Let's play that third clip. This is Joseph Alsop. In the 1950s, he was one of the most well-known political journalists in America. And in 1953, he traveled to the Philippines to cover a local election. Except he wasn't asked to go by the newspapers he worked for. He wasn't asked to go by the company of journalists he worked for. No, no, no. Joseph was sent to the Philippines by the CIA. Joseph Alsop was one of more than 400 American journalists who secretly did work for the CIA between 1952 and 1977. And it was all part of what the CIA called Operation Mockingbird. This was at the height of the Cold War, when America needed all the help it could get on collecting information on communist governments around the world. And who better to collect all this information than journalists? It was the job of journalists to ask questions and travel to countries that CIA agents would never be allowed to enter. And so the CIA started recruiting journalists to do all sorts of work for them. Some journalists worked as middlemen between the CIA and communist spies. Others shared their notebooks with the CIA, so the CIA could decide what they could publish. And in the most extreme cases, journalists were used as full-on CIA operatives. They would sign secrecy pledges and be sent to some of the most dangerous countries in the world to recruit and handle foreigners just like a real agent would. In other cases, they would be given fake information to pass on to foreign government officials. But one of the most important things these CIA journalists did was to influence American public opinion. Think about it this way. If the CIA wanted Americans to think the president of whatever country was evil and that he needed to be toppled, all the CIA had to do was leak a story to one of its journalists, and a few weeks later, every American would be reading about how President X was the most evil communist on earth, giving the CIA the perfect excuse to overthrow the governments. Well, for the past like 60 years of American history, the CIA has been known to manipulate the media and they do this for political gains. In different countries, what they'll do is they'll actually create media outlets. And the problem with that is it's pretty obvious what's happening there. The people get rightfully concerned about the fact that foreign federal governments are running the state media. And so they also found that they can do this domestically in a much easier way. And one of the things that they realize is we can find journalists, we can give them these leaks, we can give them information that well, they want report. And so you have this working together, the journalists and the intelligence agencies to disrupt the way that Americans think. The intelligence agencies say this is the narrative. The mainstream media reports on that narrative along with those journalists. And as a result, you have mass manipulation by intelligence agencies domestically. Now, when you imagine all of this, you're probably thinking that all these journalists were just small time up and coming journalists desperate for work. But that could not be further from the truth. Some of the biggest names in journalism were in on it. We're talking about executives and journalists from the New York Times, Newsweek, New York Herald Tribune, CBS, ABC, and NBC. They were all happily working for the CIA. But then in 1977, Operation Mockingbird was finally exposed by ex-Washington Post writer Carl Bernstein. So suddenly, secretly using journalists to influence America just wasn't an option anymore. But the CIA and the US government was not going to give up that easily. So instead of doing this covertly, they were now just going to do this overtly, just wide in the open. So the, these journalists went from working with the feds to to working for the feds. And uh, like they said in 1977, Carl Bernstein exposed Operation Mockingbird. So they needed a new plan to, you know, brainwash the world. In my opinion, it's like MKUltra on the masses. I mean, what are your thoughts so far, Jake? So I would highly suggest anybody who's interested in... Uh state-controlled media look up something called the smith munt act and it looks like this i'll share my screen uh the smith munt act and it was passed 
1948, but it was recently modernized in 2012, and you will find some deep rabbit holes in terms of state-controlled media uh, through this search term. That's all I had to say. Cool, man. All right, well, let's play the last clip in the uh, the mainstream media and the connection with the feds. Turn on CNN, Fox, or NBC, and look at who they get their information from. If it's not a CIA or government official, it's usually an expert in some specific field. And ultimately, what you have is a whole entire pipeline that creates these experts. Again, it's the universities. Since all these experts are educated in the same system, with the same textbooks and by the same professors who all believe the same thing, their expert opinions are all naturally going to sound exactly the same. So that is why all the news that is based on their opinions is going to sound exactly the same too. And so there you have it. Most of the time, it's not a cabal of news people in a dimly lit room heading down scripts for news anchors to read like what Sinclair did. Let's be real, this probably happens sometimes. But most of the time, all the news sounds the same because everyone in the system has the incentive to push the same narrative. They all benefit, so they all play along. From the government to the intelligence officials, to the journalists, to the universities. So if this is the case, where can we go to get the truth? Now we do our best to uh, to give you real news and uh, oh maybe it'll be turned maybe he's a fed. Oh no! <laughs> all right, well that's all I got for the mainstream media and the and the federal feds connection. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Now for my last clip, it's it's one of my favorite George Carlin clips because he exposes kind of the mainstream media and how they, they brainwash people and believing that germs are so bad and so scary. So check out this last clip. It's just one more way of reducing your liberty and reminding you that they can f with you anytime they want, as long as you put up with it, as long as you put up with it, which means of course, anytime they want. Because that's what Americans do now. They're always willing to trade away a little of their freedom in exchange for the feeling, the illusion of security. What we have now is a completely neurotic population obsessed with security and safety and crime and drugs and cleanliness and hygiene and germs. There's another thing, germs. Where did this sudden fear of germs come from? in this country. Have you noticed this? The media constantly running stories about all the latest infections, salmonella, E. coli, hantavirus, bird flu, and, and Americans are, they panic easily. So now everybody's running around scrubbing this and spraying that and overcooking their food and repeatedly washing their hands, trying to avoid all contact with germs. It's ridiculous and it goes to ridiculous lengths. In prisons, before they give you a lethal injection, they swab your arm with alcohol. <laughs> It's true. It's true. It's true. Well, well, they don't want you to get an infection. And you can see their point. Wouldn't want some guy to go to hell and be sick. It would take a lot of the sportsmanship out of the whole execution. Fear of germs. You can't even get a decent hamburger anymore. They cook the out of everything now because everybody's afraid of food poisoning hey where's your sense of adventure take a chance will you you know how many people die in this country from food poisoning every year 9,000 that's all it's a minor risk 
Take a chance. <laughs> Besides, what do you think you have an immune system for? It's for killing germs. But it needs practice. It needs germs to practice on. So, so listen. So listen. If you kill all the germs around you and live a completely sterile life, then when germs do come along, you're not going to be prepared. And never mind ordinary germs. What are you going to do when some super virus comes along that turns your vital organs into liquid? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to get sick, you're going to die, and you're going to deserve it because you're weak and you got a weak immune system. Hey. All right. Let me tell you a true story about immunization, okay? When I was a little boy in New York City in the 1940s, we swam in the Hudson River, and it was filled with raw sewage, okay? We swam in raw sewage, you know, to cool off. <laughs> and at that time, the big fear was polio. Thousands of kids died from polio every year. But you know something? In my neighborhood, no one ever got polio. No one, ever. You know why? Because we swam in raw sewage. It strengthened our immune systems. The polio never had a prayer. We were tempered in raw <laughs> So, so personally, I never take any special precautions against germs. I don't shy away from people who sneeze and cough. I don't wipe off the telephone. I don't cover the toilet seat. And if I drop food on the floor, I pick it up and eat it. I eat it. Yes, I do. Even if I'm at a sidewalk cafe in Calcutta, the poor section, on New Year's morning during a soccer riot. And you know something, in spite of all that so-called risky behavior, I never get infections. I don't get them. I don't get colds, I don't get flu, I don't get headaches, I don't get upset stomachs. And I, you know why? Because I got a good, strong immune system and it gets a lot of practice. My immune system is equipped with the biological equivalent of fully automatic military assault rifles with night vision and laser scopes. And we have recently acquired phosphorus grenades, cluster bombs, and anti-personnel fragmentation mines. So, when my white blood cells are on patrol, reconnoitering my bloodstream, seeking out strangers and other undesirables, if they see any, any suspicious-looking germs of any kind, they don't f around. They whip out the waxen, weapons, they wax, and deposit the unlucky fellow directly into my colon. Into my colon. There's no nonsense. There's no Miranda warning. There's none of that three strikes and you're out. First defense, bam, into the colon you go. So, Opal, what are your thoughts about that clip of George Carlin? Just speaking the obvious, you know? I thought it was wonderful. <laughs> I mean, it, I wonder what he would have thought about today with this crazy, you know, kind of like what you were showing in the very first clip of today's episode. Like, he would have had so much great material because we've gone a complete clown world where everything is, is backwards and nothing makes sense. No common sense. I mean, he was great at pointing out common sense, and we lack it today, so would he even be popular? You know? Like, I think it's funny, and you guys think it's funny because it's common sense. We know what that is, but you can't teach that at school. You can teach subjects, and uh, except for my girlfriend. She's a pretty good teacher teaching common sense, but um, yeah. So that's all I got for history. I hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, you got some memes for me, Jake?
Yeah, I got a few. All right, meet me up. I know you're a little younger than I am. I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro Negro leagues went on to become Negro. Negro. Uh, so, a kid found this in the creek and asked if it was from the Civil War. <laughs> Leonard Skinnerd. <laughs> uh, yeah. I got some good ones from OPA this week. I interviewed uh, Leonard Skinnerd's, uh, the lead singer's best friend, Gene Odom. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Uh, you guys should check that out. Civil War. <laughs> now, that's what I call landscaping. Bridge closed with a crashed vehicle <laughs> is that the dukes of hazard so cool. car i think yeah. so <laughs> that's supposed to be a dukes of hazard car that's cool <laughs> a wise chinese man once said this <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, the first image leak of vw self-driving car oh yeah <laughs> It, well, what is it? Kirby? Herbie? Herbie the love Herbie? bug? Herbie yeah. the love bug, yeah. All right, uh, this is a cool one. Uh, it reminded me of a few segments ago. We had our RVs, like different RV pictures. Uh, when they say the good old days, this is what they mean. Kids riding up in the camper. Mom and dad got all the half-ton bench seat and the AM radio all to themselves. Man, <laughs> that thing looks so cool. Yeah. What happened? They don't make them like yeah, that anymore. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's why I like driving our RV versus pulling a camper because you can actually kind of have a similar, like people can kick back and relax on the couch while you're driving down the highway. Uh, but if I was a kid, I would have loved to ride in like an RV or something like this for those long road trips. Yeah, I'd prefer a long road trip than a plane flight. I can tell you that. <laughs> Here's a Volkswagen Batmobile. Probably the coolest vehicle Ooh. I've ever seen. Yeah, I want that. That's awesome. <laughs> and if somebody ever asked me what my dream vehicle was, I would tell them a 1970s uh, VW bus. Uh, but this is like probably two degrees cooler than just the regular old, you know, green boy. That's crazy because that, that Batmobile was mine. My childhood favorite car. Cool. So it's like the blend. best of both worlds. Exactly. <laughs> uh, right now, America feels like Andy Griffin is out of town and Barney is in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Griffith. Gr Griffith, sorry. Uh, after listening to his owner carry on for hours about the Borg could defeat the Death Star, Ralph suddenly realized he was not cut out to be an emotional support dog after all. <laughs> how chihuahuas view themselves when the doorbell rings yeah that's funny take your age add five years to it that's your age in five years <laughs> <laughs> scary for some uh don't drive distract it squirrel <laughs> okay 
A National Geographic photographer captures the rarely seen birth of a bass player. <laughs> a bass player, sorry. <laughs> there really was a time when men drove in peace. The ladies in the back and the guys up front. <laughs> Man, that's a cool vehicle. That's sweet. I had a bunch of sh pictures I showed Jeremiah uh, of... Uh more modern vehicles back in the 40s uh, with a rumble seat in the back like that. And that was what I was describing when I uh, rode in the rumble seat to chase our tornado here in Dallas. I would definitely rumble with that. That's awesome. <laughs> Someone asked me what the ninth letter of the alphabet was. It was a complete guess, but I was right. <laughs> You'll have to think about that one for a second. Today's master lesson, how to throw out a car <laughs> in the garbage can. Yep. Oh, man. We have stopped saying, how stupid can you be? Too many people are taking it as a challenge. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, shh, she's fixing the world. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> this reminds me of my little girl. All right. Uh, so here's not a big surprise, right? A man who's been married to a woman for 20 years is getting divorced after his wife is no longer attracted to him after he came out, came out as trans. Gabby Tooft says his wife initially expressed support for his transition. However, over time, she lost attraction to him. Uh, so, man, what a big change. Uh, yeah, no wonder. Uh, Clown world. It, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's exact. You know, it goes right along with this uh, meme right here. You know. Yep. Okay. Uh, when you wake up from a night of savage posting, and your friends list is 19 people less, right? <laughs> it's a small price to pay for salvation. <laughs> uh, it's funny. It's uh, it reminds me of uh, you know some of the uh, the things people post on Facebook or whatever. They'll be like, if you don't agree with my meme. Just unfollow me. You know, you do the work. <laughs> uh, and last meme, when somebody asks, what would Jesus do? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Whipping people out of the synagogue was not uh, beyond him. So, All right. That's all the memes this week, Jeremiah. All right, Jake. Thank you for another great current news and memes as always. Opa, thank you for another great Ho Opa's Corner. I hope you guys enjoyed today's history segment and today's episode. Never quit fighting. Let no man deceive you. Thank you for standing alongside us as we fight for justice and continue our quest for truth. Subscribe and stay tuned. If you would like to submit a story, topic, or have any other inquiries, please email submit at skibanewsnation.com. Also, you can email Jeremiah Skiba personally at jeremiah at skibanewsnation.com. Also, email Jake personally at jake at skibanewsnation.com. If you want to write us a letter, send us something, help support us, or just say hi, please send your letter to Jeremiah Skiba, P.O. Box 560-271, The Colony, Texas 75056. If you write us a letter, I'll do my best to write you back. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, subscribe, and click that notification bell so you never miss an episode of Skiba News Nation. If you want to help support us, please consider becoming a Patreon where you will get exclusive content, shout outs, and much more.
You can also support our channel by getting yourself some new Skiba News Nation merch. Thank you for coming on this journey with us as we continue to stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Nation. Also, you can listen to Skiba News Nation podcast on your favorite podcast platform.